Hello friends and welcome to The Corner 3, episode 47. As always, I'm your host Alex Derrickson, joined this week by Tim Daniel. Guys, I'm going to start this show by wishing a happy birthday to someone I admire, someone I've always looked up to and have held near and dear in my heart, and uh, you could say they're one in a million, so um, happy birthday Penny Hardaway. Oh, happy birthday Penny. Happy birthday, Penny, indeed, and joining us to round out the three, Sean Mackey. How's it going, Alex? I'm doing well, dude. How are you? Well, we're at episode 47. 47. Andre Karolinko edition. The, yes. I was going to say the EP, <laughs> I was going to say EP 47. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah, it's exciting times. Well... This is the Corner 3 Podcast. It does post each and every Friday at podcast services around the globe, exclusively iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, though, so you SoundCloud doofuses, you gotta, you gotta do your own thing. If you like it, click that pretty little subscribe button that you see there, give us a real nice review, help people find us, but if you do subscribe, don't be too surprised if you see something change in that subscription window, and for current subscribers, don't be sus- don't be subscribed. Don't be surprised if you see something change in your upcoming podcast feed, because Sean, hit him with that news. So we are officially changing our name August first, guys. Because we yeah. got married. We're hyphenating. We're hy- <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> we will officially become 48 minutes August 1st, so everything's going to be changed over. You won't have to do much if you subscribe. We're going to just change some things around. and uh, Same three guys, different name, and uh, we hope to keep bringing you what we've been bringing you for a year now. And it, it, it's not so much a... a it, it's. We feel we've outgrown the Corner 3. It's, it's a name that's served us well for the last year, but there's other things we want to do. Uh, 48 Minutes, I, I I feel, is a better name than The Corner 3, so suck it. But Yeah, I agree. It's <laughs> it's uh, So the new website's going to be 48minutesnetwork.com. Yes, uh, yes it is. Our, our Twitter, you won't have to go change in who you follow on Twitter. The, the Facebook transition will be smooth. Instagram will be smooth. Your podcast changes will be smooth. You'll have to... For those that have never emailed us before, you'll have to email a different email, but I think you'll survive as no one's <laughs> ever done it. But, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of things in store. I, I think the this back half of 2017 into, you know, the first half of 2018 is going to be really exciting. Hopefully have a lot of new things, uh, new, new shows planned, new ideas planned. But, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. August 1st, the corner three. Are we allowed to tell them... Uh, minutes. Are we allowed to tell them our first guest? No. Let's save it. Okay. Save it. We, okay. we have a special first guest, a very, very special first guest that we're very excited about, guys. Very and number pumped. seven may surprise you. I just wanted to add on to the clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so just be on the lookout for that August 1st as we transition into 48 minutes. Woo-woo! Speaking of 48 minutes, that is as long as a basketball game is, and some basketball has been played this summer. In yeah. the Summer League, as we have announced the Vegas MVP of Mr. Lonzo Ball. Yeah, man. After after a low-light first-game performance, and I will hashtag blame the shoes. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a just a fucking run he had. Wow, I know. He's awesome. I, 
I I want to I want to kind of dive into like not not a deep dive per se. I don't want to get balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you do. Do you see that oh, picture? God. There's a guy for um. There's a guy for the Lakers in the summer league team. His last name's Blue, and they of course are sitting right next to each other, and they're number one and number two. Outstanding. Yes, that has to happen all season. They need to start. <laughs> but uh, a couple things I noticed with him in the in the highlights I've seen is I have not, in the eras of basketball I've watched, including this modern era, seen a player, and we, we talked about this, you know, like in text and everything, who, if there is a player open, just willingly gives up the ball. And yeah. I, I think as the modern era NBA kind of transitions uh, into the game that is going to be beat the Warriors, uh you're going to see defenses have to lock down a lot earlier because you're going to have a because no one is looking for seventy foot outlet passes. No, no, and, no not at all. And I think you're going to see. I mean, you you saw the the fast break assist where he literally punched the ball to his teammate. Uh, due to smooth in transition, I I don't think really the pressure is going to be on him to shoot. Because I think if the team can run and space the floor and, and do what Luke Walton voodoo do so well, uh, having a player like Lonzo Ball is not only going to be very beneficial for them and their offense, but I, and we'll touch on this later, but I think a lot of people are going to want to come and play with him. Now, we've spoken last week about how the Summer League doesn't count. So... All of that kind of has to be taken with a grain of salt and everything. But, Tim, Sean, do you like what you're seeing from the ball man? Ball boy? Yes, ball, completely. I don't, I don't got a nickname for him. I think, um, yeah. <clears throat> now, I mean, we obviously knew the, the things you heard about Lonzo Ball coming out. He was very similar to Jason Kidd when Jason Kidd came into the league his rookie year. And you see a lot of that as far as how they play and the way they, you know, they move. I'm not saying he'll end up being Kidd. He very well could be. You know, um, he's I mean, he has a lot of talent. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> I think the athleticism is really what surprised me because I think, you know, he, he definitely showed that he could do a lot of really good things. And he has a weird shot, but his shot goes in. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a weird delivery. It's not Sean Marion bad, but, you know, it's still he makes it, and it works for him. So I think that's all that really matters in that case. Um, I do still think, you know, that Laker team is fun as it is with this young group, not just him, but I think Brandon Ingram's going to be outstanding uh, as he continues to grow, and he's going to be able to start this year finally. Jordan Clarkson's still there. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope's going to be a really good two for them, but that's still a team that they really can't depend on. They're, you know, In that group I just named, Contavious Caldwell Pope's really the only good defender they have, and he's not going to be able to defend all five positions. So I think the Lakers are going to score a lot of points, guys. I think that they're going to win. I mean, they're going to probably have like five, six more wins than they had last year, which is fine because they're going to want to be in the lottery again. They're going to get another guy to go with Lonzo and as they and Ingram and as they continue to grow this thing. And don't forget, Julius Randle's still there. Let's let's not forget Brooke Lopez is there now. Right? Guys. Yeah. Right. The 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 center who he he led three point percentage for all centers last year, which is funny because literally he could not shoot a three three years ago. Right. So. So he has completely changed his game. So that's that's what's going to be impressive. I think everybody's kind of sleeping on on Brooke being in LA. 
And I, I think it's going to be having, especially having a young team like that with Brooke kind of being your your veteran anchor. Right. Uh, I mean, people have have spoken even once he basically took over the Lakers when like how Luke Walton kind of fosters a more fun practice environment, more of the Steve Kerr mentality. Let the players kind of do what they need to do, and you'll figure it out on the fly. And I mean, I said last year, I thought Luke Walton was a sleeper to get coach of the year because all he had to do was win 30 games. But Yeah. Uh, I, I think coming into this season, the Lakers are definitely sitting potentially prettier because I, I don't want to overstate anything. Because when I say potentially prettier, I don't mean 41-plus wins. I, I don't either. I think the big thing, too, is... Um... Yeah, they have cap space, so they can still make some moves. Obviously, that's the discussion for next year, and we're going to get to that. Trust me, that will be talked about here. Sean and I have both brewed up our conspiracy theories about the 2018 free agency period, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, there's still a big contract they really got to move, because they did a great job moving the Mozgov contract, uh, putting, t- sending him and Russell to Brooklyn. I really wanted D'Angelo Russell to work out there. I think he's going to still end up having a really good NBA career, but... I think I mean it's obvious they got to get rid of that Luol Deng contract. I don't know what good he does for this rebuilding sure. team. It's not that I don't love Luol. Um, you know he's near and dear to our hearts, obviously for his Chicago Bulls tenure. But I just think that that's got to be something they got to move. Get some more younger guys to play because they they got some guys in the draft this year, not just Lonzo, that they can really put into this building plan. And um, can we uh, now that can we get a uh, plan on Ivica Zubak starting at center for this team? Because I want that. <laughs> but Brooke Lopez. Yes. Okay, I forgot about Brooke Lopez in that argument. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> twice, twice, Tim. <laughs> I know. It's kind of well. I must have thought he was in Brooklyn because I forgot about him. I'm I'm a little angry at you. <laughs> I'm a little angry. Speaking of, did you see Jeremy Lin said the Nets are going to make the playoffs? No, they're not. I know. Well, up. Again, like I said last week, all you got to do is have a good sandwich shop in your stadium and you make the playoffs in the East. <laughs> okay, so how excited are Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka at this point Gotta to be. have picked Lonzo Ball? I mean, with the show that he put on over the last week, I mean, they've got to be thinking, we did good. We did good. And, you know, Lonzo... Kind of reminds me of Magic a little bit in the beginning. Didn't really have much of a shot. Was definitely a playmaker. I mean, he didn't... This guy does not have Magic's, you know, defensive prowess at all. But he'll get there. It's going to be fun. I'm really, really excited. I am too. I'm still cautiously optimistic. I mean, he's looked great. Uh, He seems like, like I said, he seems someone that's going to be very conducive to succeed in the era in the NBA and where it's headed. But we haven't seen him against, you know, the A-level, or even really I would go as far as say the B-level NBA talent that is in, you know, the NBA you know, roster pool headed into the season. So I think if you're Magic Johnson or Palenka, you're excited that right now everything's coming up Lakers, but you're still the number two lottery team. And you kind of still have to go in. I think this season, hopefully, still cautious. I think um, one thing is, you know, kind of the bigger picture of this too is what we see in this summer league. Not just some Lonzo, and I know we touched on this a lot throughout these past couple of weeks. It's just 
this rookie class has a chance to be really special. All the like, glimpses we've seen of this talent, Alex, we know that you love Dennis Smith Jr. as much as I do, I do. maybe more. Um, he has been really good in summer ball. Uh, I've talked about De'Aaron Fox for months now, and I'm, I've, I think he's going to be really good. You know, Sean and I are very big supporters of Malik Monk, and we can't wait to see his first day on the court. And mm-hmm. we haven't even talked about Markel Fultz, as I just named these guys. Donovan Mitchell from Utah. He's been awesome. He could be, I don't know if he's going to exactly fill in the shoes of Gordon Hayward, but he's going to be a bright spot for them. Yeah, um, Tatum's performance for Boston. Yeah, exactly. Tatum's performance. There's so many guys not named Laurie Markkinen who have been so good in Summer League <laughs> that there's just. Hashtag so, card cannon. Yeah, I mean, it, fuck. <laughs> Let's look at, um, what's his name? I, the kid that they traded the pick from Creighton, from Creighton that are really like Justin Patton uh, to Minnesota. When he got minutes, he was good for the Wolves. So. This young rookie class, I know it's probably not... Oh, Bam Adebayo. God, I can't believe I mentioned him, how good he was in Miami so far. This young rookie class has potentially be really fun and really special. I don't know if they'll be like an 03 good or a 98 good by any stretch of the matter. 96 good, I'm sorry, by any stretch of the matter, but I think they're going to be special. Uh, just while we're kind of you know tangentially talking about the Lakers, and I know you mentioned uh, Lori Fartcannon and everything, and just kind of going to the Bulls... David Nwaba. Yeah, I like that pickup. Yeah, I, I wanted. To, I know we didn't get to really touch on that too much, but I, I just kind of feel like when they signed him, I, I hope he just signed the contract and looked at Gar Foreman in the eyes and went, "Look at me, I'm Jimmy Butler now." <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, you know, I, I really, really like them getting Justin Holiday to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't expect this team to win. But they're going to need a guy that can try on defense, and that's what he does. So, at least they'll have one of them. They just need some guys to try. Right, <laughs> yes. Put an effort forth, because I, I, I think they could potentially be um, rivaling other teams in the NBA for potentially being the worst team in the league next year. Potentially, but also they have the one benefit of playing in the East. True. But that's not going to help them as much as I think, like I, t- like I said last week, and potentially help the Pacers. Right. Uh, but it's fun, man. Um, it's not fun being a Bulls fan at all. But so this rookie class is, you know, that's what's going to be fun. I want that. Then that's kind of where I wanted to go next with this. Is just based off summer league performance, the teams they're playing for. Uh, because we're, I'm going to loosely, I'm, I'm, and you can rake me across the coals for this. Uh, I'm not saying Brook Lopez is Dirk Nowitzki, and any. Just in any matter. Please continue with this thought, Alex. I am. (laughs) But you've got a young rookie point guard with a veteran presence on your starting lineup as a big. Between Lonzo and Dennis Smith Jr., how do you see them performing on their respective teams as both of these teams kind of rebuild, but the Lakers have moved on from their, you know linchpin star, whereas Dallas still has theirs for at least one more season. Sean, what do you think, man? You go ahead first. You want me to go first? Okay, I'm happy to go first. I think we all know how much I like to talk, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, First things first, I think both guys will definitely have their team at assists. I think that the way they both both distribute the ball is awesome. Um, I have already put my punch in for Dennis Smith Jr. to win the 2018 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. I'm counting on that because he's awesome. And 
I think that I think they're going to make their teams better in the in the case of not necessarily to the point where I think they're going to compete for the, the the eighth spot by any stretch of the matter in the West. But these are two teams that have really bad years since they picked in the top ten. So I very well could see these guys being good enough to help their teams win maybe seven, eight more games. That still puts them in that chance to be in the lottery for next year and get more players. I'm not for certain the Mavericks pick situation, but I know the Lakers really need to tank for the sake of their pick to keep it. So, but um, I think I'm excited. I think that those two were definitely the bright spots in, in summer league. Not that the other guys didn't play well, like we said, but those two are the future for those teams. That's for sure. As long as Mark Cuban and Magic Johnson don't mess it up some way. Yeah, I think oh. I think both of those players are going to they're going to contribute immediately. They're going to make both of the teams better. Um, I'm going to be it's going to be really interesting to see um, Dennis Smith Jr. and uh, Nerlens Noel. And by the way, why have they not signed him yet, dude? He's pissed. I, he should be. Yeah. You got you got people like JJ Redick making twenty three million dollars. Hey now. Hey 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 hey. He's a big man who rebounds the ball. Okay, there's three point shooters everywhere now. So, I will sometimes you, you. Will you? Yes, <laughs> I will. On your birthday? Yes. <laughs> I might even get a JJ Redick Orlando Magic jersey for Throwback Night. <laughs> we know that's not happening. Yeah, but I, I I think both of those guys are just. I think they're gonna contribute immediately. They're gonna they're gonna make the teams remarkably better. In, in just probably the first season. I'm not really sure... I, I'm more convinced that Dennis Smith Jr. is going to make more of a dent than Lonzo in his first season. But I don't know. I saw Summer League. It's it's going to be tough to say because he was so damn good. But like we said, Summer League does not count. But what about LeBron showing up, guys? Well, re- real quick before we before we move on to this... Uh, the, the one thing, cause I mean, I feel like this is going to be kind of a, a nutty topic that we get into after this, but, uh, the, the one thing I, I had kind of looking at it is I, I think Lonzo is at the end of the year going to give you the better stat line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a more balanced kind of approach with the points, rebounds, assists. I, I think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be, if I had to project best case scenario, Dennis Smith Jr. is more like a 20 and six point guard, whereas Lonzo is more like that 12, 12 and 12 guy. Yeah, I think uh, I, I agree with that. I, I think we're going to see more of those kinds of, and I, I agree with you, Tim. Dennis Smith Jr. for dunk contest champion. I can't uh, wait. Best missed dunk I've ever seen. I know. I just thought like oh. the, the crowd reaction, even on a missed dunk, was amazing. The fact that it was not even like a, it, I think it did make sports in our top ten, even though it was a miss. Dude's tenacious. I love it. But Me yes, too. Shannon Sean. Brown. Shannon Brown had a. Damn, yeah. missed dunk a few yeah. years ago. I think people are forgetting about, and it was almost like that Tom Chambers dunk, where he ran into that other player and then flew higher, you know, and then right. and then dunked it on him. Like that—that that was the kind of stuff that Shannon Brown did. That was one of those just wow moments, even though he missed the dunk. LeBron had Can, one in the Eastern Conference Finals that the rim looked like it was me trying to get out of the friend zone. How much it projected it? Ha-ha! Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so, yes, Sean, yes. the LeBrongelous Lakers, as we've so preemptively dubbed them. Yes. Uh, 
Okay, Tim, why don't you kind of give him some background? So, LeBron shows up at the game. He, he misses the ESPYs for this, correct? Oh, shit, hold on. I forgot to put my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> okay. Okay, proceed. All right, to quote fast food mon- uh, monarch and hero, hero Mr. Krabs, I smell the smelly smell of something that smells smelly. In regards to LeBron James, one summer league game he shows up. When the Los Angeles Lakers are playing, not against the Cleveland Cavaliers, they play the Cavaliers the next night. LeBron shows up. He's very focused. He's watching everything. Lonzo Ball, who, as we know, has had a lot of conversations about a certain pair of shoes that his father has overpriced to put on the market that look like you could buy them at Walmart. And (laughs) that night, he's wearing a swoosh on there. Now, who's the biggest ambassador for Nike, athlete-wise? None other than LeBron James himself. And if you've read any sports free agency speculation since the finals, is that there's a lot of people that believe LeBron James will end up in L.A. Guys, this is all planned. This is all on purpose. LeBron posting the picture on Instagram of Lonzo Ball wearing Nike shoes. Kobe AD Elite. Kobe Elite ADs, mind you, he's wearing in this, guys. A purple one that and he says he's trying to get the Mamba mentality. Something... LeBron's current point guard, Kyrie Irving, said when he hit the game-winning shot in the NBA Finals in 2016. Something's going on here. It's not a secret anymore. It looked like, you know, when it first happened, I remember Sean and I specifically going, that's nuts, that's not happening, he's not leaving, no way, he's going to play in Cleveland forever. That's where he retires. And then, the reports like come out of him there. He is like, if you see all the pictures, he is way into the game. I think LeBron is really, this is, something's going on. I don't know if it's for sure, for sure Los Angeles, but that writing is starting to look more and more on the wall, and he was definitely there to scout what Lonzo Ball could do, not as a opponent that he'll only see twice a year in playing for the Cavaliers, as a potential teammate. And, let's be realistic here, gentlemen, this is LeBron doing what LeBron does as far as his whole, he likes to be talked about. He likes to be... No matter what it is, he likes people to know what's going on. This is why he posts his workout videos on Instagram. This is why the world knew he was bald after like two days after the finals and he shaved his head. That's what he does. So, and then there's of course reports to come out that he's really pissed off about the Cavaliers' meh off season. So, something's a brewing, folks, for 2018. Something is a brewing. And yeah, I mean, and then you couple that with the front office moves the Cleveland made. Kyrie's were in a peculiar position, or yeah. whatever the, the quote was, uh, were in a peculiar fate, I forget. Peculiar was the word, was was the adjective that was used. So, I don't, I don't discount your theories, but I just, I don't know. I don't see him staying in Cleveland, but at the same time, though, it's I didn't see him going back there. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, seen him doing any of the moves that he's ever done. When he was in Cleveland and he made the decision, he's going to go back to Cleveland. When he was in Miami, there was no way he was ever leaving Miami. There was no way. It was never going to happen. Went back to Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland's a mess right now. They don't even have a GM. We're like a month away from training camp and they do not have a GM. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, here's my little piece. My little, my little bit on conspiracy theories. The curious tale of Contavious Codwell. I know where you're going with this. 
I know for a fact where you're going with this, but I'm going to let you have it. Does he okay. progressively get younger? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Contavious Caldwell Pope plays his whole NBA season, his whole NBA career so far with the Detroit Pistons. Okay, so the Pistons this year draft Duke product Luke Kennard with the number 12 pick, and then they sign combo guard Langston Galloway for a three-year, $21 million deal on the opening day of free agency. They didn't want KCP. They did not want him. They didn't care if he came back or not. They threw $80 million at him for, I think, four years, and, you know... They weren't making. They weren't interested in making Codwell Pope a max offer as a restricted free agent. So this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Alex. Yes. Do you know who represents Mr. Contavious Codwell Pope? <laughs> I knew it. I, please enlighten me. A gentleman by the name of Rich Paul. Uh huh. Okay. The insurance agent that looks like Chris Paul. That's Cliff. No, that's Cliff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, now this is rich. So, the man who LeBron built, the most powerful sports agent out there right now. Okay, so, the Lakers don't reach out to Contavious Codwell-Pope at all. Okay? Rich Paul reaches out to the Lakers. Okay? He knows that they have cap season, or they they have cap space for this offseason... But they're trying to preserve for 2018. So he wants to get his client a one-year deal. So Rich calls Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. And out of nowhere, he gets a one-year $18 million deal. Okay. And the funny thing that's about this is Magic Johnson was quoted saying, Rob and I really started watching film. And we were just blown away. I wanted someone mean and tough that we could count on to come in and get that big stop for us. Okay. If this guy really meant anything to the Lakers, don't you think they would have went after him? Also, don't you know, don't you think that they're familiar with his game at this point? He's been in the league for a few years. He started for an actual Eastern Conference team. Played in the playoffs. Played in the playoffs. Okay. So... I feel like it's a little bit convenient that Rich Paul goes to them and basically they do a favor mm-hmm. for their clients for this one year. And I'm wondering how many other wink, wink, shake, shake deals are going on behind the scenes with None, Mr. Sean. Magic Johnson. No one's tampering in the NBA, Sean. That's no such and, thing, well, Sean. There's and, no and tampering. And just because you you know I love my penchant for NBA conspiracy theories, if you don't, that was a former episode on the corner3.com slash corner3.net slash podcasts. Plug, 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 plug. There's an NBA conspiracy theories episode. That was fun. I was that really, was fun. Really sad you missed that one, Sean. But just to throw more fuel on the fire, one year, $18 million. It'll be nice to have that $18 million come off the books at the end of the season. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's where I'm getting at. Right. On top now, of the cash space they already have. On top of they move Luol Deng. Now here's something you guys may not have thought about. And this clicked in my head, Sean, when you said KCP. It's that if you take KCP and you take that K and you move it up one letter in the alphabet, it's an L. You take that C <laughs> and you move it back one letter in the alphabet, it's a B. Now, 
bear with me on this one. But if you take that P and you scale it back six letters in the alphabet, <laughs> it's a J. And LeBron, when he was in Miami, wore number six. There we go. I was going to say, and the 36th president was Lyndon B. Johnson, who has the same initials. <laughs> but I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's very convenient, and I think this is, this is kind of a, you know, you help one of my guys out. We might help you out in the near future. And it was funny because Magic Johnson also publicly stated, he goes, they him and Rob both thanked Paul for his work in helping the deal go so smoothly. <laughs> it's like Donald Trump telling telling us he's gonna he's gonna look into those those Russian voting fraud things. You know, I mean, it's like it's like, oh, are you? Oh, yeah. But emails. Yeah. But her emails. But her emails. So, but I anyways, cannot wait anyways. to revisit this next year. I'm so excited. Um. Can I say one thing real quick, though? Go ahead. Go in ahead. regards to this, so I'm with you guys. I definitely think that this is probably you know the end of LeBron, and I can understand 100 percent what it'd be like, you know, why he'd want to play in Los Angeles, you know, where Kobe and Shaq did it, where Wilt, Magic. I mean, the the all time Lakers team, if you had to put it together in their prime, would probably go 82 and 0 if you if you really put them against anybody. They're that they're, they would be that stacked. Maybe the Celtics would give them a run for their money, obviously. But I think the best chance, if LeBron leaves, I think the best opportunity for him to really have a really good run again is Philly. Um, if I were the Sixers, if I'm Brian Colangelo, I would try to make myself look pretty damn good, my team look pretty damn good for him too because you're looking at, you know, the United we've already seen, you know, the things we've already said as far as Embiid and Fultz and Simmons, but Rocco, who we've talked about how much we love, is going to be really good. Um, they've got a lot of depth with guys like Jared Bayless, TJ McConnell, Justin Anderson, Dario Saric, Rashawn Holmes, Jaleel Okafor is their last guy off their bench, and that guy was a top five draft pick. Um, I think that's his best place if he really if he really does leave as we expect him to, and it won't happen. But that's the best place for him to go, I think, as far as like making things happen. Thanks, Chris Bassard. That what he said. God damn it! <laughs> what? No. what I no. would hate to see. <laughs> And this is the last thing I I want to see going into summer of 2018 is seven, eight, nine, a dozen teams, you know, predominantly probably out in the East as the East is an insufferable swamp, uh, is a bunch of teams trying to make a bunch of crazy deals to try and land a player because I, I think there's still a handful of teams that are still kind of reeling and looking at you, Brooklyn, from the decision era of free agency where you had, you know, Cleveland, you had Miami, you had Chicago, you had Brooklyn, you had, I can't even, the Clippers. New York. New York, yeah. You had, so that's just six teams right off the top of my head that spent a year or two trading away players, going into some weird rebuilding phase temporarily in the hopes that LeBron would be the savior, you know. And he picks Miami... And five other franchises are kind of left to be like, sure, Travis Outlaw's worth a max deal. And I don't want to see that happen again. So if it stays limited to just Cleveland, Philly, and L.A., I'm cool. I'm fine with it. Do your thing. Use some kids as props. Put your announcement on ESPN (laughs) again. Whatever. 
I think I, we're I, past that. But yeah. I, I don't want to see, you know, a half dozen NBA franchises lay their future, mor- mortgage their futures, basically, on something they really don't have a chance at. And I, I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think I think he he's he he had to have learned from that mistake. And like you said, it kind of decimated the league a little bit. I mean, there was some the, the stuff that Brooklyn did after they failed was uh, was Whew. was pretty terrible. So, and like you said, they're kind of still reeling from that. And uh, the Knicks never really got anywhere. And Tim, the reason why I said thanks, Chris Broussard, is immediately after the Cavs got eliminated in um, 2010. He was the first person to say he was going to Chicago. Now, I didn't that, predict it. I said it would make I know, sense. I know, and that's and that's exactly what everybody thought about the Bulls too, because it was like, well, they have Noah, you know, they have Derrick Rose, you know, they have Lou Ding. I was like, this is gonna work, you know. I everybody was like, you know, if he wants to go there and not look like a like a complete wuss by signing with a bunch of other big superstars, this would be the place he could go to win and still win, have a good, you know, four-year run and, you know, not look like he needed a bunch of great, great players to win. And that's what I think everybody thought he was going to do, but he wanted to have fun, so it's cool. It's cool. I get it. I get it. But I agree. I think him and Philly would be amazing, but I just don't see it happening. I think it's, I think it's LA or Cavs. Definitely not the Clippers. We know that's not no. happening. No. Oh, God. I hope they fade to obscurity, I guess. They are going to fade to obscurity. Let's be honest Good. here. Good. I mean, some of the... St- have, you, have you heard some of the stuff that's been leaking out of there about, yes. you know, how, how the offense is going to, like, move better now? And you I'm mean like, how you know, Blake Griffin's going to be the lead ball handler? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, th- that's a contract they're going to regret. He's not going to finish that contract there. Come on. They've been trying to trade him... For like four years, and he see, just signs a max deal with him. Come did you on. see? He said it was a no-brainer to go back to LA. Well, yeah, wouldn't you for that money? Oh, I know because I don't think Jesus. I, well, I was listening today to um, not to promote uninterrupted as we were talking about LeBron and the Sixers, ironically. So JJ Reddick's first podcast is on there, The Chronicles of Reddick, and he talked about when he left LA and they called him and said, "Hey, we're not going to bring you back." He said the first phone call he got was Chris Paul saying, let's go to Houston. And the only reason he didn't do it, he's like, well, Eric Gordon and I do all the same things. So when we're on the floor together, that's not going to work. <laughs> I like that. I like that he, he that he decided to go to Philly. I think it was a really smart decision. And $23 million, Jesus, that's a, that's a great deal for him for one season. Going back to Alex's point about KCP, if he's only there for a year... That $23 million looks really good off the books in, uh, in July next year. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You're right. You're right. I don't think they have a chance, but who knows? But I've already fucked up conspiracy theories, because I, I, I talked myself into believing Chris Paul was really going to be a spur, and that didn't happen. So, <laughs> don't believe me for anything, that, folks. That's that's more Alex's fault than anything. Hey. No, it's not. I brought it to his <laughs> attention. He did. In, in, in my defense, he did. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was the one that was like, well, in, in my defense, you. it's Tim's fault. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I believe you. I believe you. All right, but, so final topic before we wrap up today. Dim Nike jerseys, though. Oh, that's yeah. not the final one, but I'm excited. 
What's that? I said, I got one more I want to touch on after Nike jerseys, but I'm excited. I mean, they posted that. I just I saw that thumbnail of the Warriors one with that real pretty lighting with the nice shadowy fall-offs. They, they did a good job making those look way better than anything Adidas could have churned out. Yes, I just agree. Just in one photo, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, that's good. Good on them. I don't, you know, $400 like them or whatever the fuck they're going to cost. Right. But Oh, there'll be high-quality bootlegs on the internet for us, Alex. It'll be fine. I think there already are. The there swoosh, already are. The swoosh is a legit check mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what's this a is Nike a Verizon jersey? wireless jersey? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even. And look, it even has a Verizon sponsor on it. <laughs> um, did you guys see OKC said they're not going to wear a sponsor? I did. Yeah. That's fine. Way to go, independent. <laughs> the independent NBA teams. They should be sponsored by Mad Max and call their stadium the Thunderdome. I know. I was just, I was going to say that if they, if they really didn't want to be sponsored, they would change their name to that. Mm. Um, I'm sure. You know, OKC needs some new jerseys, guys. Yeah, I I really dig the one they wear. It's like the navy blue and it says Thunder down the side, kind of like the old Cincinnati Royals jersey. I yeah, really that's their like, best one. That is that's their, their best, best one. one. I, their orange ones. Well, they already said they're not going to bring the orange one back. Thank God. Um. I'm excited because, uh, so, if you haven't read it, what we're talking about, obviously, is the Nike release. They've kind of really given a sneak preview. Teams have not released our uni- what their uniforms are going to look like yet, though. Uh, we can see that we have seen uh, some pictures out there on the internet. There's a leaked throwback Charlotte Hornets road alternate is what it looks like it's going to be. The old classic Grandmama pinstripe style, which gave all of us half, half basketball mass for enjoy. Um, so, every team, I think this is going to have four or five jerseys. Every team's going to have their normal white home jersey. Every team's going to have a jersey that represents their their town. Uh, I think every team's going to have a, a similar throwback, which I guess the Bulls will bring back the cursive jerseys, their throwback, which I'm 100% okay with. I love that jersey. Oh, uh, come on. It's got to be 96, black with pinstripes. Oh, that would be sweet, too. Yeah, you're right. Either one, we're cool. Did yeah, you guys good. go to the Pacers game when they, when they wore this in the throwback game? Um, I, think so. I think it was the one game Marquise Teague started. No. Yeah, if I, I was, that, I would have blocked that from my memory. Yeah, yeah I, did, I didn't go to that one. Oh, I thought it was like a Sunday night ESPN game that you guys went to, and then they, they wore this. Maybe I'm wrong. I apologize. The, the last one I went to was the year before. Uh, it was the the Christmas before, the, the week after Christmas, and Derek Rose was playing for them, and they were awful. And C.J. Watson missed a shot at the buzzer, and the Bulls won. It was great. <laughs> All right. That's the one you screamed at the kid at, right? That's the one I screamed at the kid <laughs> Mr. We, Kool-Aid lips. <laughs> can we please have your wife out here to talk about being at that moment? <laughs> Maybe one of these days. Because <laughs> that would she just was, be great. She, w- she was pretty disappointed in me. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, Alex, Alex is sending me text messages. He's like, Sean, you should be... He's like, if I was you, I'd be walking with my dick out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, no. It is I, uh, the size of your arm, small child. <laughs> I kind of felt that way. Uh, well, when I went to Game Four this year, um, and you know, like Miles Turner took gave them the lead at the end, like with two minutes to go in the game, <laughs> I kind of felt that way too. I was like, "Oh, this isn't good." And of course, LeBron does LeBron things at the end of the game, and the Cavaliers win. And Paul George asks for the ball and doesn't make the shot, but that's okay. Um, what you got to think in this though? A lot of teams with having five jerseys. I don't think the Hornets could be the only ones that have throwbacks. You can't. You got to think that's the case, right? Like. I don't know if Orlando is necessarily going to bring back the pin, the real pinstripes as they should, as we beg them to. 
Um, like like you, Sean, you mentioned the Bulls' black pinstripe. You got to think in with five jerseys in rotation. I mean, granted, the Cavaliers probably have twenty five because they wear every throwback at one point during the season. Um, we're gonna see a lot, we're gonna see a few more, right? Well, I know. Somebody confirmed on the internet that Miami's going to do that uh, that Miami Vice the Floridians jersey again. Yeah, the Florid the Floridian jersey is going to be back. So uh, I know that's going to be part of them. But it'll be like you said, it'll be interesting to see. Like the Hornets, I'm especially excited about just because I want them to change their old logo back. Me too. And and their jersey. Every I just if they just went ahead and did that, it would it would be that easy for me to become a fan again. Really, I know. that that would be it. I'd be like, they got Malik Monk and the old jerseys. I'm good. You know, same thing with the Magic. Get your shit together, Orlando. Yeah, yeah that's I all mean, it's asking for me to come I, back. I like twenty years I like later. The di- I love the Disney patch. Okay, that's great. Me too. That's great. But but get it on the get it on those iconic uh, pinstripe jerseys, and we'll be we'll talk. Um, yeah, I think that I, I really wanted the Mavs to bring back the old like logo that we talked about with Michael Chang uh, last summer. The one with the helmet. I mean, the hat with the cowboy hat, hat on the hat. M. Green green jerseys. Yes. Oh, oh wonderful. That's another thing too. The Timberwolves of you know they're gonna have new uniforms, like yes. brand new color schemes. So yes, I'm excited for that. Um, I assume the Lakers will have the Showtime one again because they wore that a little bit here and there the past couple of years. As they should. Yeah, I love that. I I, I I like it way better than what they wear currently. I know the colors are the exact same, but I'm so excited because Nike finally has it again. And one more thing, for the love of God, Sixers, can we get the Allen Iverson alternates back this year? Can we get those ugly ass black ones with the stupid 76ers logo? I want those back. Okay. Just for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All uh, right, Tim. You have one more thing you want to talk about, so bring us home. I do. I do. So as we mentioned in the transition of 40, uh, going to 48 minutes, um, we, we tried to do this a bit at one point. I know we did a show where I interviewed Brian Bazik from Forbes. We're all big 2K guys, and I want to get your guys' touch on do you guys care or do you find it entertaining how pissed off these players were getting about their ratings for their players? If you saw Kyrie Irving's mad, he's a 90. Joel Embiid made the tweet of the week when he talked about he thought he should be a 95, but he's like, I guess my durability brought me down. Um, Carl Anthony Towns has said he's a 91, and he's happy because he's rated uh, six points higher than Embiid, and he's trusting the process. <laughs> I think it's fun. Um, I'm kind of digging some of the modes that NBA Live is going to have, though I still think the game looks eh. I think the Drew League stuff looks really cool, but that's about it. Um, but I am really you loving... it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I am loving, loving, loving seeing all these players getting pissed off. Kyrie Irving is the, color ath- the cover athlete. It's pissed that he's only a 90. He said, mark my words, I'll be a 95 by the end of the year. Okay. So, first off, talking about NBA Live, just real quick. I don't like the fact the ball still looks two-dimensional. It's fucking 2017. Uh... Now, going into the player ratings, as you both know, I worked at GameStop for a unquantifiable number of years that I'm willing to admit to, uh, and during that time, I worked copious amounts of Madden launches, and <laughs> our store was frequently visited by a number of Cincinnati Bengals players. I can confirm that every year, one of the def- defensive linemen for the Bengals, would come in when we had the Madden demo, walk Mm -hmm. in, say hi to everybody, pause the game, quit whatever game was possibly on, actually, load the Bengals roster, go straight to him, check his rating, 
look at us, say whether he agreed with it or disagreed with it, and left. <laughs> this was Am a I allowed to guess? Occurrence. Am I allowed to guess? Are we keep it a secret? Uh, we'll, 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 I'll tell you off air. I know who it is. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm sure. I probably <laughs> told you the story too. Uh, but he would come in. He'd look at it, and I'd be like, is it good? He'd be like, better than last year, I'm okay, and left. So, to say that these people don't care, I, I, or that they shouldn't care, they do. Because this is kind of a weird, indirect statement on what, I guess, like... It, it's weird, because you're being like, what do game developers think I'm worth? <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that they care. I think they should care, because it is a testament into their performance. But the nice thing is, we live in the era of live roster updates, so if they do better, their numbers will go up. So if Kyrie wants to be a 95 by the end of the year, that's on him. And the good people at 2K Interactive, please send us free copies. <laughs> yes, Actually, please. Take two, take two Interactive, rather. Yes, yeah. How, how do you how do you guys feel about it? Well, I agree. Um, it just makes it fun, man. Especially for people like you know Sean and I, who obsessively played two K this year, and we you know it's basically our one game we play. Alex, you go a little bit more adventurous than us, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> I think it makes it fun because even for us, I think there's times we've looked at players where like Gordon Hayward's an eighty four. No, that's not right. I'm editing this. The players feel the same way we do. Right. Yes, yeah. and and something to look forward to is the upcoming 48 Minutes Legends roster that I'm going to be uploading at some point. Yeah. And I'm going to do it early this year so <laughs> everyone can download it, and it's going to be better than most, because there's been there, 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 there have been some legends rosters that have been published uh even in uh even in some national publications on the internet that were not very good i don't know what to tell you but there is no way that danny granger is better than reggie miller yeah, i agree there's yeah, no way i i was just having a moment of silence for that opinion <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you know who you are Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. All you. No, I was going to start wrapping it up, so you, you probably want to get this in before I start talking again. Because <laughs> it's going to be the last time anyone talks, ever. I hope not. Happy no. birthday, Penny Hardaway. You're the greatest. <laughs> greatest number one ever. Oscar. The number one number one. No, no, it's always going to be Penny. I agree. I didn't see Oscar. <laughs> He's retired long before. Oh I was no, born. that's that goes back to Alex's argument of who cares? Of you know, we're, should we do this? Let's do this. And during, during, no. during the off season, let's do this. Let's go episode by episode, top ten to wear number one through ninety one. Because I don't know if anyone that wore anything less than later than ninety one. Gilbert, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he wins already. And there, Tony Delk was a double zero. Yeah. Well, yes. That that's a hundo. So we'd have to go through one through Hundo. And Aaron Gordon? Yeah. Right. So, while we spitball names and numbers to infinity, ad nauseum, as some would say it, this has been the Corner 3 Podcast, episode 47. Stay tuned 
for August 1st, we will be transitioning into the name 48 Minutes. For more information, you will be able to check out 48minutesnetwork.com after August 1st. I am really excited about this. I have a bunch of weird shit that I want to do under the new name. I'm excited. It's It's going to be a good time. A lot of experimental stuff. So, if you like prog rock... That sucks. So, <laughs> you can go to thecorner3.net slash podcast, listen to all of our older episodes. For the time being, hop on that hype train, choo-choo, click that subscribe button, leave us a real nice review, help us get found. If you like it, thank you for listening, as always. And until next week, hail Hayward. Fire Garpacks. <laughs>